I'm Helen Skelton and this is the Clean Energy Revolution from National Grid. In this podcast, we've heard about how we'll power our homes, lives, towns and cities in the future. We've heard how we'll get around and how we can do it in a way that helps meet our net zero carbon emission goals. In the rest of the series, we'll come on to more of the amazing ideas and innovations in our energy future. But today, I wanted to take some time to hear stories from some of the climate heroes who are making a difference where they are. Let's hear about some people who are doing amazing things to change their carbon footprint and help preserve our planet for generations to come. Hi, my name is Brianna Ringen and I work in IT strategy and planning. When I first started learning about climate change, I felt overwhelmed by it all. It felt like an insurmountable issue and I struggled to envision how I could make any sort of meaningful impact because I'm just one person. But if we all do one small thing, well, suddenly it's not that small. I've tried to take on that mindset on a daily basis in the ways I work towards a better world. From the seemingly small steps of using a plastic-free reusable coffee mug or glass food storage containers, to the bigger steps of growing and raising my own food, driving an EV, and moving towards solar energy to power my home and farm. Now, when people come to me asking what they can do to combat climate change, my first response is to start small. Stop buying tea and coffee in disposable mugs. Start buying all your veggies organically and directly from a farmer so they're not shipped across the country and wrapped in plastic. And most importantly, educate yourself. I try to spend at least 30 minutes of my day learning something about climate change. There is so much information out there that you can find something you're passionate about. Take that education and go shout it from the rooftops. Use it to teach others. Use it to make your own changes and do it with the assurance that every little thing helps. Hi, my name is Nicole Fieldsend Roxburgh and I'm the technical admin for the gas transmission plant operations she team. My story actually started a couple of years ago at the Bishop's Wood Environmental Centre and there was an event on that was mainly geared towards kids. It was walking around, doing different things to connect you with nature. So it was things like holding a mirror and pretending you were a squirrel jumping through the trees and sitting down and listening to nature. And it was during that session that something just clicked. I was going to do an environmental science degree. I also volunteer with the Woodland Trust, which promotes biodiversity and the importance of trees, which kind of also plays into that passion for me. I've worked for National Grid now for nearly 10 years, and over that time, I've seen how important that net zero goal has become, which obviously makes me very proud to work for National Grid. The fact that we are so passionate about those kind of topics. To understand why I care so much about sustainable agriculture and food sourcing, you have to understand what my life was like about 16 years ago when I met a farmer that would change my life forever. At that time, I was a vegetarian only because most foods I was eating made me ill and I was the oldest of four children from a low-income family. I grew up on TV dinners, 
pre-packaged processed foods and things like SpaghettiOs because that was what was affordable and convenient. I knew you could grow vegetables in a garden, but it wasn't something I thought I could do or that I should do. The only reason you'd find me at the local farmer's market was to use the supplemental food coupons we were given monthly. Luckily for me, that chance visit to the farmer's market was where I met my farmer. On a dare, he convinced me to buy a package of hamburger and said if it made me ill, I could call him and he would refund me my money. We did not have the money to afford what he was selling, and I was convinced he was ripping me off by selling regular hamburger meat as grass-fed and finished hamburger meat. I had no idea what that meant, but I was intrigued, and so I handed over my babysitting money and told him I'd be in touch for that refund. Well, I never got my refund because I never got ill. I was amazed, and I needed to understand what he did differently. I set up a visit to his farm, and my life was never the same after that. I spent the following years learning everything I possibly could about farming sustainably, reducing carbon emissions, and the importance of grass-fed. I'm certain that I drove him crazy with my frequent emails, but he entertained my every question, lent me book after book, taught me more than I thought possible, and indulged me every year as I brought friends and family to his farm for a tour of their own. I was hoping that if other people saw what he was doing and how he was doing it, that they would make changes to lessen their carbon footprint too, that they would make more sustainable food choices. So when that farmer approached me and said he was opening a restaurant, the first of its kind, 100% animal welfare approved, all organic, I jumped at the opportunity to work there. 10 years later, that restaurant is still open and is known as the best organic burger joint in town. It's even been expanded on to include organic micro distilled spirits made by the farmer's son. The lessons I learned from that farmer and that restaurant are what I leveraged when I bought my farm almost five years ago. My farm called Willowwood is much smaller than that of the farmer who changed my life but I like to think it's just as impactful. I raise a couple hundred chickens on pasture who are supplemented by a soy-free organic grain. Along with the chickens, I also have two high tunnels. One is operational year-round thanks to a converted radiator, which is heated by my outdoor wood stove, which is in turn heated by trees I've removed on the property due to overcrowding. In the warm months, I grow tomatoes, cucumbers, and peppers in the high tunnels. And then throughout the winter, I grow lettuce in the heated one, all without the use of pesticides or chemicals. And we add nutrients to the soil via a compost that the farmer makes from his grass-fed cow manure. My kitchen garden grows what I can't fit in the high tunnel. And by the time fall and winter approach, I usually have a basement full of cured squash, and a freezer full of preserved veggies to last me until the next growing season. In the last two years, we've expanded and begun growing our own Christmas trees and fruit trees. And I'm looking forward to expanding that area of our farm more. I'm also looking forward to switching to solar energy as a way to more sustainably power my farmhouse and the farm. Hello, I'm Helen Parkworth, previously Helen Wright, 
and I'm the Land Sustainability Strategy Manager within UK Land and Property. Even as a teenager back at school, I remember then trying to introduce a recycling scheme into my sick form centre as I was shocked about the waste just going into our general waste bins, so formed a petition to our head teacher. I then went on to study environmental science and have since then always been in some form of role related to the environment. To me, back then, it was obvious, why wouldn't you just go for the sustainable option? However, you often don't take into consideration the potential side effects or even the greenwashing that sadly comes with so many sustainable, in inverted commas, options these days. So now, before introducing any sustainable swap at home or trying to introduce them to friends or family, I'm always sure to do my homework and check it is definitely the best option. My name is Julia Gold, and I'm the Principal Policy and Strategy Analyst for Clean Transportation. And it's an amazing opportunity to address the risks that we face through climate change. In the area of the country in which I work, the Northeast, clean transportation is one of the greatest opportunities to address climate change because our transportation emissions make up 40% of the greenhouse gas emissions When I was growing up, my family always emphasized the importance of both the natural world and connecting with the environment, whether it was hiking or camping or fishing, but also they were huge gardeners and taught me a great deal about plants and the relationships within our ecosystem. But they also were vocal activists and my parents both taught me how important it was to speak up about the issues that I felt were important. In my life today, as an adult and with family, with my own family and with my own children, I'm trying to pass the lessons that my parents gave to me on to my own kids. I have a farm where we're looking to be as sustainable as possible and have installed solar panels, heat pumps, uh, battery storage. We grow much of our own food throughout the spring and summer. I've also recently started growing mushrooms indoors and outdoors throughout the year, as well as learning a lot about foraging. And so my connection with the natural environment has continued to grow and expand and and morph in new ways, which is really exciting. If you ask my husband, I think he would wish that I was growing a little a fewer uh, mushrooms in our house. (laughs) My hope for the next generation and the future is that they are not influenced by misinformation, but they take the science and really push to do what is right for our planet. We've become a world full of humans consumed by consumerism and convenience, which has sadly had such a devastating impact on our world. So I really hope that we can take a step back and look at better ways of doing things that can heal the world and in turn make ourselves healthier and happier. Seeing how friends and family and colleagues are really taking on board these kind of changes is really inspiring and motivating to see that people actually do care about the planet and especially for the next generation as well seeing their their passion and just how much it means to them and how much they're fighting for our planet is just absolutely brilliant 
I have so much hope for the future. I hope that my daughter's generation travels into adulthood with the knowledge they need to continue to drive out climate mitigation techniques. I hope that carbon neutral and net zero are words children grow up being familiar with and grow up knowing what role they play in achieving them. I hope that children today grow up knowing where their food comes from and how it was grown or raised so we don't reverse what progress we have made. Most importantly, I hope the next generation grows up with a deep love and respect for this earth and what it has provided us. Before coming to National Grid, I was still pretty much of an energy geek. I already had solar on my house and had been thinking a lot about the role that energy plays in my life. But I've learned a great deal working at National Grid, far more than I ever knew before um, about our energy system and, and all the inner workings. But it's given me the opportunity to engage my friends and family in thinking about the connections between our energy systems and our natural environment and our day-to-day -day lives. It's scary to see the many, many challenges that our world faces today, but I don't feel hopeless. I actually feel quite hopeful. I see not only young people, but actually all generations shifting their mentality. What makes me proud of my work is getting the opportunity every working day to hopefully make a difference to society and future generations. Everything we do, from the water we drink, the air we breathe and the food we eat, is all dependent upon the natural world. In a nutshell, I'm responsible for looking at how we can improve environmental value of the non-operational land across our electricity estate. Basically, that's the land surrounding our substation, sometimes known as the donut land incorporating both biodiversity, which is the variety and condition of plants and wildlife, and also natural capital. And these are the super important natural assets and resources that we rely on, such as trees, air, soil, forests and water. And actually, one of the most important challenges facing humanity alongside the climate emergency is actually the global biodiversity crisis. Nature is so crucial to our survival on this planet I've always loved the outdoors. As a child, I grew up in the outdoors in the lovely Yorkshire countryside, so it certainly is a part of me. What makes me most proud of my work is that I'm getting out there and I'm using what I'm learning to try and get involved in things within National Grid and help kind of push that forwards. But from a personal standpoint as well, I'm quite proud of myself that I'm able to work for such a forward-thinking, active organisation like National Grid, whilst also doing an environmental science degree at the same time. I'm generally proud to work for National Grid because I appreciate and admire the fact that a company of its size is using its position of authority to help combat this climate crisis. We need loud voices demanding change. We need people actioning changes that help mitigate this climate crisis. And I'm proud to say that I work for a company that does that. I'm also proud to say that there is not a single person that I work with in IT who hasn't at least listened to me when I've tried to share COP26 news or sustainability tips with them. Educating ourselves and listening to others are two of the biggest foundational steps we can take to start making a difference. 
So I'm proud to work with other humans who want to learn, who want to help, who want to listen. When we're tolerant of each other, we can learn and we can change and we can make a difference. Recently, just watching the news as thousands of young children stood up and joined the climate strikes across the world really demonstrates how important it is to them to secure their own future and that of generations to come. The challenges of climate change are already being solved and need to be solved today. And it will take the expertise and creativity of all generations to come together to solve these challenges. And it's not fair for us to put the burden solely on our, our children as they enter into a challenging and complex world. Some pretty humbling stuff there. Hopefully that's inspired you to think about what you might do where you are. I know it's definitely inspired me. Thank you for listening to the Clean Energy Revolution from National Grid. I'm Helen Skelton and I'll be back next time as we find out the ways our natural world is helping us in carbon capture and storage.